Chapter 21, verses 1 through 9 of Catina Aurea, Commentary on the Four Gospels Collected Out of the Works of the Fathers by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 21, verses 1 through 9. And when they had drawn nigh unto Jerusalem, and were come to Bethphage, unto the mountain of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied, and a colt with her. Loose them, and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. And this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass, and a coal, the foal of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the colt, and put on them their clothes, and set him thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees, and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before, and that followed, cried, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Rigmigius. The evangelist related above that the Lord departed from Galilee, and began to go up to Jerusalem, being now occupied with telling what he did by the way. He proceeds in his purpose, saying, And when they drew nigh to Jerusalem, and were come to Bethphage. And Bethphage was a small village of the priests, situated on the declivity of Mount Olivet, one mile distant from Jerusalem. For the priests who ministered in the temple their appointed time, when their office of ministration was discharged, withdrew to this village to abide as also did they who were to take their place, because it was commanded by their law that none should travel on the Sabbath more than a mile. Origin, whence Bethphage is interpreted the house of the shoulder, for the shoulder was the priest's portion in the law. It follows, Then Jesus sent two of his disciples, Pseudo Chrysostom. He said not to his disciples, Say, Thy Lord, or your Lord hath need of them, that they may understand that he is Lord alone, not of the beasts only, but of all men. For even sinners are by the law of nature his, though by their own will they are the devils. Chrysostom. And think not this a little thing which was now done. For who was it that wrought with the owners of the beasts, that they refused not, but yielded them? By this also he instructs his disciples that he could have restrained the Jews, but would not and further teaches them that they should grant whatever is asked of them. For if they who knew not Christ now granted this, much more it becomes his disciples to give unto all. For that which is said, but will straightway let them go. Pseudo Chrysostom. It is to be understood that after he had entered into Jerusalem, the beast was returned by Christ to its owner. Gloss. Or... The owner of the beasts will straightway send them to be engaged for the church's service. Here too is added the testimony of the prophet, that it may be shown that the Lord fulfilled all things which are written of him, but that the scribes and Pharisees, blinded by envy, would not understand the things that they read. All this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, to wit Zacharias. Pseudo Chrysostom for the prophet, knowing the malice of the Jews, that they would speak against Christ when he went up to the temple, gave them this sign beforehand. Thereby they might know their king. 
Say ye to the daughter of Zion, Rabanus. In history, daughter of Zion is the name given to the city of Jerusalem, which stands on Mount Zion. But mystically, it is the church of the faithful, pertaining to the Jerusalem which is above. Pseudo Chrysostom. Behold is a word used in pointing out anything. Look, that is, not with the bodily eye, but with the spiritual understanding, at the works of his power. Also, aforetimes he often said, Behold, that he might show that he of whom he spake before he was born was even then thy king. When then ye shall see him, say not, We have no king but Caesar. He cometh to thee, if thou wilt apprehend him, that he may save thee. If thou wilt not apprehend him, he cometh against thee. Meek, so that he is not to be feared for his power, but loved for his meekness. Wherefore he sitteth not on a golden car, refulgent in costly purple, nor is mounted on a mettled steed, rejoicing in strife and battle, but upon a she-ass, that loves peace and quiet. Augustine. In this quotation from the prophet, there is some variety in the different gospels. Matthew quotes it as if the prophet had expressly mentioned the she-ass, but it is not so quoted by John, nor in the church copies of the translation in common use. This seems to me to be accounted for by the account that Matthew wrote his gospel in the Hebrew language, and it is clear that the translation called the Septuagint has some things different from what are found in the Hebrew. By those who know that tongue and who have rendered the same books out of the Hebrew, if the reason of this discrepancy be asked, I consider nothing more likely than that the Septuagint interpreted with the selfsame spirit with which the original was written which is confirmed by that wonderful agreement among them, of which we are told. By thus varying the expression, while they did not depart from the meaning of that God whose words they were, they convey to us the very same thing as we gather from this agreement, with slight variety among the evangelists. This shows us that it is no lie when one relates anything with such diversities in detail, as that he does not depart from his intention with whom he ought to agree. To know this is useful in morals and avoiding lies, and for faith itself, though we should not suppose that the truth is secured in sacred sounds, as though God imparted to us not the matter only, but the words in which the matter is conveyed. Rather, the matter is in such sort conveyed in words that we ought not to want words at all, if it were possible that the matter could be known by us without words as God and his angels know it. It follows, But the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the colt. The other evangelists say nothing of the ass. And if Matthew had not mentioned the colt, as they do not mention the ass, the reader ought not to have been surprised. How much less, then, should it move him, when one has so mentioned the ass, which the others have omitted, as not to forget the colt, which they have mentioned, for there is no discrepancy where both circumstances may have occurred. Though one only related one, in another another, how much less when one mentions both, though another mentions only one. It follows, and they put on them their clothes, and set him thereupon. Jerome. And it seems that the Lord could not in so short a distance have sat upon both animals, seeing then that the history has either an impossibility or a meanness. We are set to higher things, that is, to the figurative sense. Rigmigius. 
notwithstanding it was possible that the lord might have sat upon both animals chrysostom to me it seems that he mounted upon the ass not only because of the mystery but to give us a lesson of wisdom teaching us therein that it needs not to be mounted on horses but it is sufficient to employ an ass and be content with that which is necessary but inquire of the jews what king has entered jerusalem mounted upon an ass they can name none other but this one only jerome the multitudes that came out of jericho and followed the saviour cast down their garments and strewed the way with branches of trees and therefore it follows but the multitude spread their garments in the way that is beneath the feet of the ass that it should not stumble against a stone nor tread upon a thorn nor fall into a ditch others cut down branches from the trees and strewed them in the way from the fruit trees that is with which mount olivet was clothed and when all could be done was done they added also the tribute of the tongue as it follows and the multitudes that went before and that followed cried saying hosanna to the son of david i shall shortly examine what is the meaning of this word hosanna in the hundred and seventeenth psalm which is clearly written of the saviour's coming we read this among other things save me now o lord o lord send now prosperity blessed art thou that art to come in the name of the lord for that which the septuagint give o kyrie sosun they save now o lord we read in the hebrew Anna Adonai Ozana, which Symmachius renders more plainly, I pray thee, O Lord, save, I pray thee. Let none think that it is a word made up of two words, one Greek and one Hebrew, for it is pure Hebrew, Rigmigius, and it is confounded of one perfect and one imperfect word, for Hosai signifies save, Anna is an interjection used in entreating, Jerome, for it signifies that the coming of Christ is the salvation of the world, whence it follows, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord, which same thing the Saviour in the Gospel confirms, I am come in my Father's name, Rigmigius, because namely in all his good actions he sought not his own but his Father's glory, gloss, and the meaning is, Blessed, that is, glorious is he that cometh, that is, is incarnate, in the name of the Lord, that is, of the Father, by glorifying him. Again they repeat, Hosanna, that is, save, I pray thee, and define whether they would be saved, in the highest, that is, in the heavenly, not in the earthly places, Jerome, or by that which is added, Hosanna, that is, salvation in the highest. It is clearly shown that the coming of Christ is not the salvation of men only, but of the whole world, joining earthly things to things heavenly origin or when they say hosanna to the son of david blessed is he that cometh in the name of the lord it is the dispensation of christ's humanity that they set forth but his restoration to the holy places when they say hosanna in the highest pseudo chrysostom hosanna some interpret glory some redemption and glory is his due and redemption belongs to him who has redeemed all men hilary the words of their song of praise express his power of redemption in calling him the son of david they acknowledge his hereditary title to the kingdom pseudo chrysostom never before had the lord employed the services of beasts nor surrounded himself with the ornaments of green bows till now when he is going up to jerusalem to suffer 
he moved them that beheld to do that which they had before desired to do so it was opportunity that was now given them not their purpose that was changed jerome mystically the lord draws near to jerusalem departing from jericho and taking great multitudes with him because great and laden with great wares that is the salvation of believers that has been entrusted to him he seeks to enter the city of peace the place of the beholding of god and he comes to bethphage that is to the house of the jawbones he bare also the type of confession and halted on mount olivet where is the light of knowledge and the repose from toils and pains by the village over against the apostles is denoted this world for that was against the apostles and was not willing to receive the light of their teaching rigmigius the lord therefore sent his disciples from mount olivet to the village when he guided the preachers forth from the primitive church into the world he sent two because there were two orders of preachers as the apostle shows saying he that wrought in peter to the apostleship of the circumcision the same was mighty in me towards the gentiles or because the precepts of charity are two or because there are two testaments or because there is letter and spirit jerome or because there is theory and practice that is knowledge and works by the ass which has been under the yoke and was broken the synagogue is understood by the ass's colt wild and unbroken the gentile people for the jewish nation is towards god the mother of the gentiles rabanus once matthew who wrote his gospel to the jews is the only one who mentions that the ass was brought to the lord to show that his same hebrew nation if it repented need not despair of salvation pseudo chrysostom men are likened to animals from some resemblance they bear and they're not recognizing the son of god and this animal is unclean and beyond all other brutes incapable of reasoning a stupid helpless ignoble drudge such were men before the coming of christ unclean with diverse passions unreasoning that is lacking the reason of the word stupid in their disregard of god weak in soul ignoble because forgetting their heavenly birth they became slaves of their passions and of the demons drudges they toiled under the load of the error laid upon them by the demons or the pharisees the ass was tied that is bound in the chain of diabolic error so that it had not liberty to go whither it would and before we do any sin we have free will to follow or not the will of the devil but if once by sinning we have bound ourselves to do his works we are no longer able to escape by our strength but like a vessel that has lost its rudder is tossed at the mercy of the storm so man when by sin he has forfeited the aid of divine grace no longer acts as he wills but as the devil wills and if god by the mighty arm of his mercy do not loose him he will abide till death in the chain of his sins therefore he saith to his disciples loose them that is by your teaching and miracles for all the jews and gentiles were loosed by the apostles and bring them to me that is convert them to my glory origin whence also when he ascended into heaven he gave command to his disciples that they should loose sinners for which also he gave them the holy spirit but being loosed and making progress and being nourished by the divinity of the word 
they are held worthy to be sent back to the place whence they are taken, but no more to their former labors, but to preach to them the Son of God. And this is what he signifies when he says, and straightway he will send them. Hilary, or by the ass and the colt is shown the twofold calling from among the Gentiles. For the Samaritans did serve after a certain fashion of obedience, and they are signified by the ass. But the other Gentiles, wild and unbroken, are signified by the colt. Therefore two are sent to loose them that are bound by the chains of error. Samaria believed through Philip, and Cornelius as the first fruits of the Gentiles was brought by Peter to Christ. Rigmigius. But as it was then said to the apostles, If any man say aught to you, say ye, the Lord hath need of them, so now it is commanded to the preachers, that though any opposition be made to them, they should not slack to preach. Jerome. The apostles' clothes, which are laid upon the beasts, may be understood either as the teaching of virtues, or discernment of scriptures, or verities of ecclesiastical dogmas with which, unless the soul be furnished and instructed, it deserves not to have the Lord take his seat there. Rigmigius, the Lord sitting upon the ass, goes towards Jerusalem, because presiding over the holy church, or the faithful soul, he both guides it in this life, and after this life leads it to the view of the heavenly country. But the apostles and other teachers set their garments upon the ass, when they gave to the Gentiles the glory which they had received from Christ. The multitude spread their garments in the way, when they of the circumcision who believed despised the glory which they had by the law. They cut down the branches from the trees, because out of the prophets they had heard the green branch as an emblem of Christ. Or the multitudes who spread the garments in the way are the martyrs who give to martyrdom for Christ their bodies which are the clothing of their minds. Or they are signified, who subdue their bodies by abstinence. They who cut down the branches of the trees are they who seek out the sayings and examples of the Holy Fathers for their own or their children's salvation. Jerome, when he says, the multitudes that went before and that followed, he shows that both people, those who before the gospel and those who after the gospel believed in the Lord, Praise Jesus with the harmonious voice of confession. Pseudo Chrysostom. Those prophesying spoke of Christ who was to come. These speak in praise of the coming of Christ already fulfilled. End of chapter 21, verses 1 through 9.